Hi, my name is Chris Little, and I am the host of The Lifestyle Chase. In 2018, I started this show to have meaningful conversations. I've interviewed over a hundred different people, both in and out of the fitness industry. This podcast is something I'm incredibly proud of. Welcome to season four. Thanks for joining me. All right, so welcome to episode 205 of the Lifestyle Chase. I am joined by my good friend Mark Zaret, who has been on the show for episode 74, episode 133, episode 142, and episode 143. And that is rare for this show, for someone to be on the show five times. So I highly recommend you dive down the Mark Zaret rabbit hole, and I highly recommend you check out his show called Cool, Calm, and Chaotic. But with all of that out of the way, Mark, how are you today? I am, I am fantastic, and I'm even fantasticer now that I'm talking to you. Like, you have a way of just bringing solace and goodness to every day, so I'm on cloud nine right now, my friend. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, so... As we, because we just recently recorded an episode on your show, and you Get kind of, what's that? Oh yeah, of course. Get the bag. Well, I mean, you you left me with a phrase that I wanted to to dig into early on, and you've kind of alluded it to it in some of your solo episodes in the past, so I know the direction that it'll go. And I thought it would be a new tone to take the show on and not a negative one and not it's just like a productive one to see the inner workings of your brain. And so I'll get to the point so that you're not left in suspense. Um, You talked about the look at me guy and I know what you're talking about with that. And I want to unpack it with you Um, who like you are someone who is known for their ability to see the good qualities in others. And I think that is like a skill that you can't quantify with a high enough value like people need to be better at that because by seeing value in others it's going to bring value into your own life and so if we could give people a skill that would improve their life outside of the show it would be to see value in other people which is something that you're good at but then um when you talk about look at me guy what what do you mean when you talk about that so look at me guy is the kind of the quintessential I guess the quintessential social me- social media type person and look at me guys pretty easy to identify although I guess the more I think about it maybe not for a lot of people but look at me guys is basically just I'm going to put stuff out so to get attention to me I'm going to put out stuff to draw fake attention I, I want everything to be about me and here's a weird thing so when I say like look at me guy it's like <clears throat> trying to garner fake attention trying to just like throw out quirky little things like, and it's all like, look at me, look at me, which I think is, I say, look at me guy as though it's a really big negative, And I don't necessarily think it is. It's just not who I personally am. So like, <clears throat> look at me guy is they're going to make posts that, you know, they don't actually believe, or they're not relevant to them, or they're just trying to garner attention to get people to look at them as opposed to just giving good information or, just trying to genuinely help people or just be genuine in general. And I think that in a world of social media, it's just becoming more and more glaring. Now, why I say I don't think it's necessarily a negative, it's just not necessarily for me, is that I think in this day and age, if you really want to promote a message, whether it be 
with good intentions behind it or bad intentions behind it, you kind of have to adopt a look at me guy mentality. At some point you have to promote and it's almost like the marketing side of it, which I'm, which I've obviously I'm not good at. And which is why I've kind of taken a step back from even trying to do anything. Like you have to kind of layer in, look at me guy to get your message across to people or else it just kind of goes by the wayside. But for me personally, it's almost like the used car salesman type of vibe where like some people it's, it might be a defense mechanism on my own part, which I, which I, I fully admit, but like, I don't feel comfortable doing that, so I simply don't do it because I'm very comfortable with my life. I'm very content with my life, and I don't necessarily have to go that extra mile to be look at me guy, even though I personally know that I should probably layer more of that in, and I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. It's like anything. People that use it for for wrong, well, they're just bad people, and people that use it for good, well, they're the look at me guy thing isn't lost in their good message. I don't know if that made sense. That was a lot of rambling. No, it made sense. And there's a lot that I kind of want to branch off from there. Like, I think, like, I have an immense amount of respect for you in being able to articulate who Look At Me Guy is because it comes from a place of uh, consideration of more than just yourself, which I think is extremely important. Um, And especially with, like, a tool for connections such as social media, such as Instagram, um, to have community minded people that are thinking of more than just themselves is probably one of the best parts of the fitness industry and the wellness space is to have people who are not look at me guy. And then to have people who are aware of the look at me guy who, um, can kind of combat that, uh, like I've seen some dangerous look at me guys. I'll put it that way. I've, uh, mm-hmm. seen a lot of, uh, crazy shit where um people will just they are not thinking about the outcomes of what they put out into the internet and they're not willing to take responsibility for that um but to quickly transition you talked about something that uh got me thinking and kind of reminded me of something i was thinking about earlier today and just I'll just highlight something that I know about you to be true. You are an extremely self-aware human being. Um, a lot of that comes from like the things that have happened in your life of which you've talked about on the show. And so for anybody wanting to learn more about that, I'd recommend going to episode 74 to really get to know Mark as a human being. But just because of the things that you've been through, you've learned some of the tough lessons that some people have yet to learn. And in learning that, you don't have to be the look at me guy to be your authentic self. And what I think is important to promote is that nobody does. Nobody does have to be that. It is not the um, connecting piece for us to get to our goals. We don't not need to compromise on our values. We don't need to leave good people by the wayside to get ahead. We can simply stick to our guns and be ourselves. And the more that, uh, you and I and everybody who respects us and connects with us promotes that message, the easier life will be for people who uh, have a really hard time with social media and making genuine connections and showing up authentically. Um, What are your thoughts with um, just like figuring out who you are and presenting that to the the new people that you meet on a day-to-day basis? Like how do you describe yourself so that people are going to have the easiest time getting to know you as you and not you as look at me guy, you know? 
on a you mean like on a on a personal like I meet them in person or yeah totally well virtual media? or in person but like for this example let's say um, you're meeting them in person maybe they're a colleague or a new friend um, you met them at a place that you go all the time but this person doesn't really know much about you um, and you kind of want to teach them who you are and what you're all about so that they they don't get like um confused with your different mannerisms we all have our quirks i have to almost warn people that i'm introverted so that they don't think that i'm like being a snob to them i'm just mm -hmm. kind of like reading the room reading the situation and trying to make meaningful situations instead of coming in like as you kind of alluded to like a used car salesman like that is something that i don't think i would be able to do it would be like kind of detaching from a big piece of myself so uh i'll turn the floor over to you mm -hmm. uh for, for me it's just for me it's just i've never really had that problem okay so it's just a perfect example of just meeting somebody new if we take all social media out of it and i'm just meeting somebody new like i'm just general gen genuinely and generally going to be very just in inquisitive i'm going to ask a lot of questions i'm going to ask them how their day is going because because i just want to know i want to get to know people i want to know how their day has been i don't want to say hey how are you doing as just like platitude and as just a general like in non like you don't even think about it just greeting like i want to know how your day is going if it's bad i want to know why it's bad and why why isn't it worse how why isn't it not better like whether you're a total stranger or not and i think where i've even got caught up with look at me guy the struggle is that you see a lot of people doing things like that that are clearly not genuine it's just to try to garner attention and that i've, I've never been that way and that's kind of where i've almost shied away like I have no problem being like an extrovert. I have no problem being the center of attention. I don't really get uncomfortable. I love talking to people like tremendously, but I don't do it to try to get attention. And like, I'd never like to be the center of attention if the, if the task doesn't call for it. So like when I'm asking questions, I want to know how your day is going. And I want to just hear about like your past. It's because I just generally care. And I think that most people are receptive to that. And it's almost to the point now where I think people are so like kind of secluded and people are so kind of shut off from having connections. This is even before all this COVID stuff. Like people are so used to being isolated that they're almost caught off guard by like genuine warm conversations and like just a smile and just a, like, um, so a lot of the places that I go to, I've really really friendly because now i've become friends with them like clerks cashiers people at the grocery store people at tim hortons uh they're like my friends now because they're like actually my friends now because i actually care about them I, every day i like i can't wait to see them and they see me that's not because i'm special that's not because that's like some unique thing i think most people have that they've just kind of been shut off to that so like that is my genuine self that is my if i want somebody to know who mark zarrett is all they have to do is talk to me because in a conversation, which is something that can't really get displayed and portrayed through social media, especially if you want to, let's say, educate or improve somebody's life. Like it's kind of hard to make that as real as it could possibly be. But when you're actually talking to someone and you're having a conversation with them and you're listening to them and like you're actually hearing what's going on like oh this happened to me yesterday well let's dig deeper in it. let's talk about it or if you don't want to talk about it that's cool too let's talk about music or movies but like just showing and actually having 
genuine care and concern for people is huge because everybody feels that way. When somebody asks you and is talking to you and you're able to just like open up to them and they're nice and they're kind and like they're not being a jerk, it's it's just a comforting thing. And I think that that's missing in the world today. I love that. And I totally agree. Um, something that uh, has come up for me in the last couple of weeks is just that phrase uh, like nice to meet you. It never stuck like it has to me in the last couple of weeks. Like I've never heard it for what it is. It's always just whizzed past my head, like because it was almost like we would just say it out of a formality. Yeah. But this time people are saying it in different ways where I almost hear it differently. Maybe it's always been said in that way. And I'm definitely saying it in response in the, with the most genuine intention because of this period of time where we haven't had that opportunity to meet people. Like we, we have had different circumstances that have shaped our environment that have caused us to take a reflection on things. People have overcome different things in their life that have tested them emotionally. And the whole meeting people is a whole new experience. And like another thing is just with regards to the power that social media can hold on people. I feel like I've talked about social media so much lately on the show. So I'll try and distance myself from it. But before I do, another thing that I've realized is that like people can get hung up on like whether a person's connected with them or follows them or blocked them or this or that or the other thing. But we need to remember that like if the whole thing got unplugged, none of that context would be applicable. So why do we make it applicable now? Why aren't we just looking at uh, who is in the room right now with us? And we can include virtual rooms because that part of technology is pretty special. And that's how we have our visits, you and I. All right. But like there is so much perspective to be taken from everything that has challenged us. And when you talk about asking how a person's day is and truly wanting to know that is something that I see in you and have experienced in our like off air conversations with regards to that. When is a time that you've met someone, talked to someone where you've asked them how their day was and learned something totally new, like seeing the world different after they opened up to you? Well, okay. So this past weekend, this I, I just got I just got back like like five minutes ago before we started talking this this weekend, uh, me and Chelsea went to the west side of the state and um, if you when you eventually come to Michigan we're gonna have to travel to the west side of the state because you're gonna come into Metro Detroit and you're gonna be like oh this is cool we can go downtown there's all these cool things going on and then we're gonna take a trip to the west side of the state and it's like a whole nother world over there like when you come to Michigan when you go on the west side or up north they're like totally different worlds like it's just the most like the most beautiful place ever but anyway so we go to the west side of the state it's great and like we're big into going to like these craft breweries and stuff and i'm not even like a big drinker i just love the whole atmosphere of them like everybody's usually chill they're like genuine people that you can have conversations with which is really cool so we end up going to this one place is called uh like tulip tulip brew stillery or something and it's over over on the west side of the state and Again, through conversation, I start talking to this guy, and he's this Mexican guy. And uh, for what started with just a how are you led into like a whole day's worth of conversation talking about 
learned that he's from like San Antonio. He's they opened up this this distillery like two years ago, like a few months before COVID happened. It's been super, super rough, but they fought through. They got um, they got this food truck in, which kind of saved them. And like we became like really tight friends, like so much so that me and Chelsea are going to tomorrow is their two year anniversary of opening up this place. So we're going to send them balloons and be like your new friends from the east side of the state. But like through that conversation, like he was talking, we learned about like some of his past relationships, how his time he spent on the east side. Um, uh, he like he like hooked us up with all of these places, like legit places to go and get like legit tacos and like legit food from like little grocery stores that nobody would know about. And like, it was so cool that we were planning on doing all these things. Like we like to go like kind of agenda list, like, okay. We're, Cause we just want to wait for the weekend. And uh, like, we have some things we know we want to do, but like, we always try to keep it pretty open. So like we can, if they don't happen, they don't happen. And we end up loving this place so much that we went back the next day for a few hours and, and scrapped some other plans. And it was solely based off of that guy and a few of the others that were there because they were genuinely good people that all started through conversation. So it was really cool because it, I don't know if it's something that I learned. I, I think I've probably known it, but it re-solidified. This life is about more than what meets the eye. Like this life is not about racking up all of the like cool things, all the material items. It's not about successes in the in the eyes of society, I guess. It's uh it's about build it's about the relationships that you have, the relationships that you build and the memories that you make for our very, very short time here. And it would be cool if we hit up all of the places that we could, but it's much, much better to have one genuine deep conversation, maybe meet a new friend. And we might never, we might never see the guy again, but now we have that memory in our bank for life. And like, that's a really, really cool, cool notion. And I think there's a lot of solace in knowing that those things don't have to be displayed all over the place. Like if you build a life of those types of events, those types of memories, you're living a pretty good life. And, you know, kind of, it reminds me of going back to one of your questions earlier, like how do you portray who you are in a genuine way? And, and how do you not get caught up in a lot of the, the I guess the social media thing. I know you said you wanted to get away from it, but we'll bring it back. Like, I, I would say I struggle with that for a little bit. Like I'm not a very, I don't consider myself because I don't think I am like, I don't want to be like a motivational person. Like, I don't want to be one of the things that always weirded me out is you ever see that it's, it's always like on memes and stuff. And it's like, um, I want people to look at me and say, because of you, I didn't give up. I went like the extra mile. It's something, something along those lines. Like, I don't want anybody to ever say, because of you, I looked at you and I didn't give up. Like you, you, you helped me push through. Like, if they did, that's great. But like, I'm not out to say like, to motivate you and be like, it'd be super inspirational. I just hope to live a life that is genuine and maybe you get inspiration by it. Like you see certain people, like I'm not a Martin Rooney type or like a, or like a Todd Durkin type where you look at those guys and you're like, this is genuine. And like, I, I you hear Martin Rooney talk and you just, you just want to run through a brick wall. Like you could do anything. That's not necessarily me. Although I hope that people do like deep down. I hope that people get some inspiration and get some edification and some guidance. But like, I don't set out to be that super motivational, the motivational type. And I would say for a while there, I kind of got caught up in like, you feel like you have to give off a certain thing. You feel like you have to post certain things. And like, to some degree you might have to, but when you learn to release all of that and just do truly how you feel and like 
the things that move you, you get really nestled into a more genuine you and it comes off, I think, a lot clearer and a lot better. And for me, having real conversations, talking to people, not worrying about the outcome, not worrying if you tick every box that you're supposed to, but you just dig deep into the conversations that you're having and the moment that you're in, your life is fulfilled something fierce. And I always want to chase that, just a life fulfilled regardless of the stage or, or degree that it's on. Well, like, I like, mean, like we, like we talked about this, these conversations with you, man, like these are, these are what fills my soul. These are, these, these are what warms my heart right here. These are, we, we, we've never met in person. Like you said, these virtual rooms, this is, this is in the moment. This is life now. And you live in Canada. I live in Michigan, but we can have these meetings and they're genuine. They're real. They're not this superficial, just following people doing all of these things. Like, you know, where this is, this is good times right here. This is life fulfilling times. Absolutely. I mean, for anybody that's like tuning and listening to the show, essentially what goes down is we connect on the Zoom call and then we check in on one, one another genuinely before we even start the show. Um, if people aren't in the practice of that, I recommend it. Find somebody in your life, um, find a few people, change it up, figure it out, uh, but have that because uh, sometimes we go through long periods of time without those people to check in with and you're missing out on a big piece of the human experience and that's that's what makes technology special in the way that it provides access to people who might not be able to travel or go to the meeting places or or whatever it may be but they can still find people who can allow them or hold space for them to be themselves and provide space to to say like what's going on in life like how are you handling different things uh what are your goals what are you passionate about what makes you excited and like through those connections the changes that people impart on you like the the influence that they have to make you um evolve and adapt as a human being like that is priceless like that is really special like it's because of my connection with you, Mark, that I have started to ask people what is something in the last two weeks that has made them happy? Because I'm like, you know, it seems like I could ask that question too many times and it would get old, but then I start to realize, no, it can't because things are happening all the time. And if we're not looking for things that make us happy, um, what are we looking for? Because we're only going to create the things that we think about. And if we're thinking about things that we're grateful for, we're going to create more things that we're grateful for. At least we're going to look for them or create them or find opportunities to uh, enhance other people's lives because doing good feels good or, or giving feels good, etc. Um, but with that all being said, aside from everything we've talked about in this episode so far, in the last two weeks, what is something that has made you happy? <laughs> well, I feel like it would be redundant now for me to say getting away for the weekend. Um, but that, um, that's the first thing that comes to my mind is go, going away to the west side of the state and just getting away from it all for a few days was, was really, really great. Um, you know, we, me, me and Chelsea, were, we, we got married in, in, June, or in January right before the pandemic. And the plan was we were going to go on a honeymoon to Europe in the summertime. And obviously that got, that got uh, dispatched in a hurry. And it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. So, like... Uh, we've been called, we call them our crescent moons. Like we go on these little, instead of a honeymoon, these little crescent, moons, these little mini getaways to places. 
and uh, they're fun and they're really, really cool. And this was just a really, really, it was a really, really good one. The weather, the weather was pretty good and it was cool because we left on Friday and like everything that could have went wrong on Friday went wrong. It was like just a terrible day, like from Jump Street. Started out, started out, started out of the gates hot in a bad way. And like one thing after another, like issue after issue after issue. And it's really easy when that starts happening to be like, oh my gosh, this is like just spiraling. But like super positive attitude about it, knowing that we're going to make the best of it. Woke up Saturday and like everything was like copacetic the rest of the weekend. Like it was a super, super cool little trip and uh, just a nice time to to detach and, and to relax. So it was really, really cool. Hit, I found a, a, a lot of really cool places. Got to see the lake. You know, Lake Michigan's like a beautiful, beautiful lake. Uh, again, we're going to go there when you come to Michigan. So I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about that. But uh, yeah, and then got home, was able to get all the stuff we needed to get done. And now I come home from a crescent moon and I get to talk to you. Like, it, I couldn't be happier if I tried, man. Like, life is great. So when it comes to, like planning all these different things in life and like kind of chasing that pursuit of happiness like do you set goals for yourself like do you plan like six months 12 months in advance do you have like uh um goals that you're scared of like that you think might never happen but you're going to work on them anyways in terms of these trips or just in general in general we're talking just life just unpack everything whether it be career fitness anything you have on your mind yeah for sure I, and i think i think that's important for everybody to do i think that you should have a series of goals a lot of them are non-scary very attainable kind of almost like tick the box type of goals because i think that's really really important to build momentum but then goals where you're not sure if they're even possible but you're going to chase them anyway and you adopt i'm going to chase it anyway mentality and that's what's cool about having little short-term goals and long-term goals is the short-term goals build momentum and they 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 push you toward those long term goals. And what I love about what I love about chasing things like that and chasing things that are good is like even if you didn't achieve it, all of the steps and all the things you did along the way show progress and they leave you in a much better state physically, mentally, emotionally, and just confidence wise moving forward. And I think everybody should have those. Everybody should have lofty goals where they're not even sure if they're possible. And I think a lot of people are afraid to do that. And I think not even, I don't even think people are afraid to do it. I think that many people put things on the back burner because they don't necessarily think they're possible. I think about you saying that earlier too, about it's very relatable to this. You were like, could I ask somebody enough? What was something that made them happy in the last two weeks? And the answer is no, because those are the types of things that can't be said enough. Because one, like you said, there's always good things happening. There's always new good things happening. Every single day, there's some new good thing happening. And sometimes we have to mine that out. Like good things are hard to find. They're not easy. You, you have to mine those things out. Um, uh, you know, there's all the sayings like motive. It's like the motivation quote, like motivation's like a shower. It's not something you need once in a while, something you need every single day. Well, so is the good in life. Like it's super, super easy to get drawn down by the negative. We live in this comparison world where we're always looking around like, finding out all the things that I'm not, the negative things always outweigh and seem to have a deeper impact than the good things. So we need to perpetually do those things. That's why like, if nothing else, I just love posting, stop right now and tell somebody you love them. Like you should tell somebody you love them every day. Don't assume that they know, don't assume that, uh, they, they, that it's just like a, uh, common knowledge you need to tell them that you need to ask people what's good about them because you can have a really crappy day and somebody asks you like what 
what's something that's made you happy? And you want to be all pissy about it at first and be like, nothing, like life's terrible. But if you don't let him off the hook, he's like, no, like something, something happened. Like you didn't break your femur today. That's pretty good in itself. You can get talking about it and realize, wait a second, life is pretty good. That doesn't, it's not like it, it doesn't mean that bad things don't happen. And it's not like we're naive to the fact that there's a lot of negative in the world, but that's not going anywhere. We need to mine out the good and we need to do it every single day. And maybe you don't have somebody else asking you that, uh, maybe be that person for other people and then just hold yourself accountable. It kind of goes back to the goals. Like we need a life is best served with assessment, constant assessments. And it's great if you have somebody else that can be there for you and do that with you, kind of hold you accountable, ask you those positive and those critiquing questions. But if nothing else, you just have to ask yourself those questions. Like, am I, am I doing enough? Am I doing all that I could? You know, there's a, I think it's great to have a, uh, there's like a big like self-esteem movement and it's, it's awesome. Like we need to boost our self-esteem and our self-worth. And I think that the best way to do that is to improve yourself and get better at things like work diligently to know that you're doing enough right now. You're good. You're, you're, you're perfect in where you're at as you're trying to get better at like the best way to raise your self-esteem is to just get better at things. And that takes daily effort and daily work, knowing that you're not going to get there overnight, but you're going to hold yourself accountable to getting there. And there's a lot of positive and good in that. that. That's not a negative thing. That's a really good thing. We just need to draw out that positive. That was kind of a lot of thoughts all mixed in one, but it worked. I can roll with it. I, I have I some that. stuff to like think about after you, you shared that piece and you kind of like avoided my question, but I'll get to that too. Did I? Well, a little bit. I don't, no worries. I got this. I just start rambling. I'm sorry. I think that's the beauty of our episodes together. People kind of know what they're in for. They're, they're in for a yellow brick road of conversation, but essentially what popped into my head as you were talking and just especially with that, like, um, just the confidence and the, the self-love um, something ironically like I was doing a lot of thinking before we got on this episode and I was thinking about all the right topics apparently because it's all relevant to things that you brought up and the things that are, I was thinking about and this is going to be it's kind of like tough love advice and it, it's the kind of advice that an older brother would give um, and it's essentially like if you if you want something from life, you need to be willing to give it to yourself. And I'll kind of unpack that a bit to give the direction that I'm, I'm going to take it. Like people can see through each other. When we ask how each other are doing, we know the answer before they give it. We just need the context. Mm -hmm. When we're looking to make connections with somebody, we know if we want to make a connection with them. And it's usually based on something about them that makes us think man this person is exciting there's something about them there's like a passion or a drive or an energy or this feeling of love and that love usually comes from self-love um and so in order to embody those things that bring us the opportunities that we so crave we need to position ourselves where we're able to give that to ourselves and it's really really tough and it requires a lot of work dedication and it's basically like if somebody was listening to this show and they were thinking about how they're never meeting the right people or they're never getting the right opportunities well the the tough love older brother advice would be are you like doing the same thing over and over with the same result or are you trying new things are you putting yourself out there are you applying yourself are you living up to your potential 
because the answer might be like within yourself and most likely it is it's just it takes a while to be ready for that and in understanding that we can put ourselves in a position where it's easier to move forward and make these connections and have good impressions and like-minded people and really fill up our bucket with meaningful conversations because people are going to read through us and then see that we have done the work that it takes to uh, to really enjoy the human experience. And with that being said, like there, there's so much that people have to do to get to that place. Um, and it's, it's certainly not easy and it's not done without friends and family. And it's not, um, it's not the same for everybody. Like one person's roadmap wouldn't be the same as another person's roadmap. One person's journey isn't the same as another person's. It's never over and we never know when it starts. So we never know when it stops or pauses. Um, but it is just such an integral part. And when we talk about it, it kind of makes it easier for other people to kind of digest that and understand, okay, like something else before I pass the mic back to you that I was thinking about was just like, oftentimes I'll look through Instagram or something and I'll see people are longing to receive love through like either through a compassionate colleague supporting their work, their project, or through a coach saying good job or romantically finding their partner through like an online dating platform kind of thing. Um, you also have to kind of set your standard for what kind of love you are looking to get. Like, is it, do you need to be reassured that you made the bed good or do you need to be communicated to on the daily basis? Like you have to understand what you're looking for before you can start having these expectations and having them not be met. And so there's just a lot to navigate and a lot that I've been able to reflect on and a lot that I've learned from other people in the last several years of uh, really getting introspective. But back to the question that you kind of danced around. So Okay, be, be, before you ask that, can I comment on that though? Absolutely. Because I, because I think what you brought up was a really, really good, um, you, like you just brought up, and I think that's the key to any success. This is with life goals. This is with weight, weight loss, especially just balancing the life that you want is like self-assessment is, is essential. It is essential and being self-aware, which takes a lot of time and it's an ever going, like it's an ongoing process. Like it takes, it's going to take for, you'll be doing it for the rest of your life, but life is all about self-assessment and figuring out what works for you because what worked for everybody else is not necessarily going to work for you because it's really going to base off what are your true deep down desires and wants and goals and ambitions and your current lifestyle like what worked for chris little might not work for you because you don't have the same life as chris little what worked for mark zarrett might not work for you because you don't have the same life as mark zarrett so it, there's a lot of that like what do you really want not what you think you want based off of all the stuff that you've seen which everybody gets caught up in. you feel like you got to chase this you feel like you got to chase that you want this you want that but like what do you really want and i think in health and fitness it's really really and i was caught up in this for the longest time after again i went from somebody who was very overweight to to get in better shape and that's kind of what led me down this path but you're almost led to believe you should look a certain way, feel a certain way, work out a certain way, chase goals a certain way, have this like, you know, 4 a.m. mentality and grind, don't stop and all of these things. And you realize at some point, once you really have some self-reflection, you, you look at your whole life, you start to realize that, wait a second, 
I think, and I think that this fits the bill for most people, mo mo most adults, most people over 25. Like at some point you realize, I just want to live a healthy life. I want to feel better. I want to move better. I want to look better, but I want to do life with all of this. I want to incorporate health and fitness and wellness and like an actual control over my eating without giving it all up. And maybe I don't want to have six pack abs all the time. Um, but I also don't want to be sloppy and totally like, you know, I don't, I don't want to be carried out an extra 50 pounds. Like I want to find that balance of where I can kind of do my life with all of this. And I think a lot of people fall into that camp. So like you have to actually self-assess, but then at the same time, like you said, you, you pick and you, you pick these almost like lessons from other people because success does leave clues. And it's not all about just necessarily what you want. Cause you can lull yourself into thinking that you don't want to be more like you can lull yourself into thinking I'm good enough and I'm okay with this and I don't need to do this. So then suddenly you're going to eat more of the cheesecake. You're, you're going to skip more of your workouts. And the reality is the people that actually gain success, they probably did some things and sacrificed some things that you would probably benefit from doing also. And it's this fine blend. Again, like you don't have to have all the answers now. You don't have to have them all next week. You don't have to have them next month because they're going to constantly change. But this self-assessment and checking up, what do you actually want to do with your life? And what are the things that I actually need to do to get there? You'll start to find this balance where we, we like to fall into like the all or nothing camps. Like we either have to go all in and I'm getting up at 3 a.m. every day. I'm eating 1200 calories a day. I'm going low carb and I'm doing CrossFit workouts twice a day because I want to get to this certain physique or F it. I don't, I just want to live my life. I don't really care. And then you're just okay with being like hundred pounds overweight. Like there is a balance and they both kind of got to meet somewhere, but that comes with self-reflection. That comes with being open and real with yourself on what it is that you actually want and how comfortable are you with your actual life? Because you'll end up finding a balance and that balance will always be evolving as you get older. But if you can have other people to help you, it's critical. Like I, I need, I need Chris Little to check in on me. How are things going? What are you doing? And I also, if I don't have a Chris Little, I need to be able to self check and assess myself and find out what I really want. And sometimes to find out what you really want, you have to really take a look at your life and then get rid of all the noise, get rid of all the things, the influences from other people and just look at your life. What do I do on a daily basis? What is my life like? What is my job like? What are my friends and family like? What are my obligations like? How comfortable am I actually with my body? Do I actually want to go enter a marathon or did I just think it was cool because I saw somebody do it and it looked really, really badass. But then like I realized I haven't ran in five years and I don't even really like running. I really just wanted to get in better shape and I want to be able to post something on social media so people will give me accolades and give me the hearts and the thumbs up. Like, I don't know. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. But self-assessment is super, super critical for that. And it's also super, super hard. Yeah. Well, everything that you said there is like hard not to agree with it just because from my own experiences and just from uh our past conversations all kind of tying into like what we've taken from life and attributed to moving forward. Uh, there was a lot there um, to kind of make sure that we're actually touching on that one question that we keep delaying. It's, it's like we're uh, sort of like prequeling a movie that's about to come out and we're like, after this next commercial, we will <laughs> give you the answer. Essentially, what I want to know from you, and I'm going to frame it in a whole new way, because I thought maybe this will be a different way to kind of like get you thinking differently. What does 2025 look like for you when you think about it? Just like when you're thinking about life and you're trying to put yourself in the future, 
What does 2025 look like for you? Uh, whew, it's a good question. You are every aspect of life. Is that, is that what you're going for? Yeah. 2025 looks like, ideally, personally, uh, me, me and Chelsea are in our, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth year of marriage, which is, which is pretty, pretty cool. Well, 2025, that's only four years from now. I've lost track of time. Our fifth year of marriage. So, so that's cool. Ideally, 2025, four years from now, uh, probably a kid or two, which will be totally transforming and different. So, which is really, really cool. Um, so just building a stable, steady, loving relationship with her. You know, she's, she is my whole world. So that's, that's, that's something I'm really looking forward to. And that, that will be the foundation of everything. But then from that, from that foundation, moving, like thinking about Zerit Fitness and thinking about this, like I've, I've, I've had the ability and the opportunity to do a lot of soul searching, a lot of contemplation and, and like, you know, it's, it's something that, again, we talk about you holding me accountable to is I am very, con because I'm very content and I'm very comfortable with the life that I have. And like, you know, having the community here of, of working out and our groups, our, our boot camps, all of these things, like, like, I think I brought this up before. I feel I've never used the word client before. And again, I'm a terrible business person. Like no, nobody, if you're looking to me for business advice, you're, you're, you have, you're delusional. And I don't, I don't, I don't think it's wrong to use the word client. Obviously there's people that are clients, but like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what that's like because the people that I work out with, even the people that pay me to work out, like, I don't say this to try to sound cute, but like, they're truly my friends and my family. Like I would, I would do anything for them. Like I, they, they, they came to my wedding. Like these are people that I genuinely, generally care about client or no client money or no money. It's, that's just not who I am. And it's not, I don't, I don't say that like, like wearing that, like some badge of honor. Like, again, I'm not trying to be look at me guy. I don't, I, I think it's harmed me in a lot of ways as far as growing a zero fitness business. But again, you look, you scale back and you look at it, like it all went away. I don't, if that, if the zero fitness thing went away, I don't really care because I don't like to be look at me guy, but that's also faulty thinking that's going totally on the opposite end of the spectrum because I do care about it and I do want it to grow. And I do want to have an influence because I think that more people should, because I truly believe in this message. I think people should move more. I think people should uh, enjoy movement. I think people should enjoy getting a grip on their eating. I think people should listen to the beastie boys. I think people should go to concerts. I think people should read history. And I think that you can have a, uh, you know, a healthy BMI, a healthy body fat level, get control of the binge eating and a lot of things that stress you out. You know, a lot of things that put me at 250, 260 pounds where you're just eating out of control. And you don't feel like it's possible. It is possible. And I want people to feel that. And I think that that message is very doable for most all, if not every single adult in some, to some degree. And I've put the idea of growing a business and helping more people on the back burner because I don't care to be look at me guy. I don't need any of those accolades. And I've really done a disservice, I feel like. And as I look back and I, and I contemplate everything, my contentness with not putting myself out there has held more people possibly back from improving their lives. And that's an indictment on myself. And I'm not necessarily proud of that. So looking forward to 2025, the 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 health and fitness and just message of everything that i would like to do i see that being foundationally stable 
and firm and in the right direction as a solid entity that is, I guess, just steady and stable is, is what I'm going for. Not, not sporadic and not on the back burner, but a, a pivotal part of, of who I am for the right reasons. I love that. And it's difficult. It's difficult for me to even say and do that because I know like I've like this is me openly admitting like I feel like I've done more disservice than than service, even though that was not my intent whatsoever. Well, a lot of it is defense mechanism. I, I like I openly admit that a lot of it is probably defense mechanism. I just I have such discomfort for look at me guy. I've allowed that to creep into my own progress. So I'll share some things that might give you some peace. Um, in my pursuit of different mentors and role models, I have been very picky about who I learn from because I'm looking to avoid look at me guy. I'm looking to find people who, if um, the moment came and I had to switch spots with them in life, I'd be cool with that. I wouldn't have to make more changes. I'd feel at peace like with their values and my values and i feel like i was going in the right direction we wouldn't see everything we wouldn't agree on everything under the sun but there would be aspects of their life that would help me feel like i had made progress and that i wasn't straying away from who i am because in the space of mentorship and leadership and learning and growing there are going to be people who if you learn from them you're going to feel broken because they're not going to be exactly who you are. Their style of leadership is um, look at me guy 101. Like that's that's just our go to phrase for um, saying what we're trying to say. But in any case, um, something that I am seeing in what you're talking about is just that whole reflecting as to clients, as as friends. Like I think a lot of trainers share that uh, that wordage that usage of uh like that person's role in your life um a lot of trainers have been to their clients weddings a lot of clients have celebrated milestones with their trainers and if ever you have doubt as to whether that's the right way or not go look at mark fisher fitness they're doing fine like they you can do something how you see fit and be successful and as far as uh, you reflected on like the whole disservice thing, every time that someone I've learned from has unpacked their last 10 years, there's never a moment where they don't feel the exact same way. And then they learn and they grow and everybody stays with them for the ride or they s split ways. They're only there for a moment. Um, and it just that is the process of learning and growing and evolving. Did anybody die as a result of the training? No. And so it's just like showing yourself the grace to, to grow and continuing to like set the boundaries that you need to surround yourself with the right people and to accept the good things that you need in order to grow and say no to the things that you don't. You don't need no, look at me guy. You need people that allowed you to be yourself and people that can kind of uh, check in and give you a check when you're kind of saying things that are straying from the progress that you have made. From, from my perspective, everything is go for your goals. And oftentimes in our, yeah, 
oftentimes in our conversations, the reflections that I get, I get reassured that I'm go for my goals, but it doesn't come without work and it doesn't come without commitment. And so it's, it's a laborious journey, but the things that you highlighted about that 2025, they sound pretty worthwhile. And when you have things that are worthwhile, not things like, like if you told me you wanted to get a Lamborghini in your garage so you could do selfies in the garage, be like, here, my garage, um, (laughs) that, that wouldn't carry the same weight as, uh, things that are focused around values and love and connection and partnership and, uh, seeing life as bigger than oneself kind of thing. And so, I feel like when people listen to this episode, they might think towards themselves, the version of them in 2025, or they might think about the times that they've um, reflecting, reflected on their own areas where they might otherwise call them shortcomings. But it's just uh, truth. Like it's them coming through is them being honest with who they are as a person and how they show up and what matters to them and what chapter they're on. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like there's, there's nothing detracting from a person and their momentum in just being honest. And I think if we are all that way, we'll have an easier time. Um, we're going to make more stronger connections in our workplaces and in our personal lives, etc. But with that being said, as we bring this episode towards its final points, Was there anything that we haven't talked about yet today that has been on your mind that you just wanted to uh, leave for the audience? Uh, I I guess it's, um, I think that's, we we kind of alluded to it, but uh, first and foremost, I want people to, first and foremost, I want people to really and and I don't I don't say this because we're friends. I don't say this because I'm on your podcast. But I want people to really take a look at all that you are doing. Take a look at all that you have done and are doing. Like you are truly and genuinely a great great person in general. So like if you just if you just take in all of the Chris Little content, like the the positive posts, the things that get people thinking, the things that make people realize that they can do it, that they can progress their lives forward and all, and all of just the useful things that you post. I think it's super, super edifying and super helpful. But then even from a goals perspective and a moving forward perspective, like all the stuff that you are doing with your your own training and the lifestyle chase, like it's super, super inspirational and not only inspirational, it's very, it's very edifying. Like edifying is, is the word I'm using in, in a good and fruitful way. Like. I love what you're doing with, like, with the lifestyle chase, like the efforts that you put in and the content you put out, the delivery, the way you preview stuff, the, the timeline of, um, you know, guests that you have on, like, like you have like legit people that are coming on and like, you're going to share like just truth bombs and knowledge bombs and wisdom. And then you got, you know, just run of the mill folks like me coming on too. Like you're showing, you're showing kindness to the whole world, which is super, super cool. Um, but like, I look at you and I am really, really helped and motivated and pushed forward on getting to my goals. Like Chris is laying out a blueprint. Chris, Chris is laying out a legit, sophisticated, professional way to move forward. And he's doing it in such a positive, uh, lighthearted and just fruitful way that it's it's really, really helpful. And you are you are a gift, my friend. You are a gift to this earth. So I want people to. 
in fact, if I can leave with anything, it's that like you are, you are a premier example. And I, and I truly, truly think that people can benefit from all that you do and all that you put out, regardless of your goals, your endeavors, your position in life, following your blueprint is going to be extremely, extremely helpful. But then you, you know, you kind of talked about this when you were on, on my podcast last, like there's a lot of as, as much junk and look at me guys as there are out there. There's a lot of genuinely good people putting on a lot of genuinely good content and find those that best serve you that are both going to make you feel good and, and meet you where you're at as well as push you and hold you accountable to do more. Success does leave clues. We talked about that earlier. So find those that you des- that you you know admire that you that you look up to and uh, you know m- move forward. Uh, take take those clues that they are leaving and you know just a lot of that self reflection. Find who you are, who you want to be. Hold yourself accountable and find those people that can hold you accountable. And hey, let's just all go get it. Let's all go be exactly where we want to be in 2025 because 2025 is going to be here like that one way or another. And we don't want to be looking back at 2021 like what happened? What did I not do? All of these dreams and goals that I had, they're just left there in 2021. We want to be we want to be holding them up. That's awesome. And I'm going to give you some accountability on this episode. And it's going to be shared forever. So you're going to have to almost feel inclined to follow through with it. So when November 1st rolls around, and we don't have much time until that happens, what is a goal that you've been kind of putting off for a while? Like just something that you need to do that you still haven't done yet that's possible, but not so possible that you have already done it. What's something that you can commit to completing by November 1st that you're willing to publish on the show? See, it's one of the many reasons I love you, Chris. One of the many, one of the many reasons I love you. Uh, because you are holding me accountable. I will, I will say this, and now, now, now it's official because by November 1st, I have to do it. By November 1st, I will have opened up um, a, different, a different platform and different way for online coaching. So I'm going to be one-on-one virtual online coaching um, four people, four people. I'm going to open This isn't like a, I'm looking for 10 people to get into this thing. Like I, so this is something I've budgeted out. I've had posts. I have program. I have everything done. I've just never put it out there because I don't want to be that person. And because I don't want things to interfere with my life. But with all the things I have going, I know I have, I think I can do more, but I'm not going to start with more. I'm going to start with four people because that I can devote all the time that I would need to in the most efficient, proficient, and um, effective way for anybody that will come on and, you know, work with me to be uh, online coaching. And I've all this stuff ready to go. I just haven't put it out there. So it's not something like, okay, it's an attainable goal. Maybe I can, maybe I can't. I know I can. I just have to do it. I just have to do it. So mark my word, by November 1st, four open spots will be available for Mark Zarrett one-on-one online uh, health and fitness and nutrition coaching. I love it. I have to thank you for that. And I have to thank you for that. The beautiful thing is anybody that has known me for a while knows damn well I'm going to clip this up and send it to you. (laughs) um, And you're going to do it. And that's that's the beauty of having accountability. But with that being said, uh, just to keep us on track for time, we're going to draw this episode to a close. Thank you so much for being on the show again. Is there anything you'd like to leave the audience with? Parting words at all? Sure, I have. This just popped into my mind. I don't know why, but I think everybody should stop right now and tell somebody they love them. I completely endorse that message. 
Thank you for listening, everybody. And before we let you go, make sure that you do, in fact, go back, check those episodes 74, 133, 142, 143 to learn a bit more about Mark and be sure to support his show, Cool, Calm and Chaotic. Um, you might see me on it several times. I think I've made about 12 or 13 appearances of which I'm extremely grateful for. But that ends this episode and we'll catch you on the next one.